Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 25 and preview of round 26. This episode is brought to you by the great Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. If you haven't checked it out by now, guys, you're really missing out, so do it. Uh, and also, this episode is brought to you by the Water District of San Jose, and kudos to them for whatever it is they put in the water down there. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, a.k.a. Dashdar at MLS Fantasy Boss and on Reddit, and I'm joined by the usual crew of fantastic co-hosts here tonight. So we have Simon, Jason, and Guy. What's up, guys? Hey, hey what's going on? Well, not much. Uh, so sorry to everyone at first. Uh, we didn't record last night because just a couple of crazy things really happened. Uh, I know Jay had some crazy stuff with his boss, but I, I think, Guy, you took the cake of, of crazy evening events. Yeah, I did. We uh, had the kids come in screaming and crying that uh, there was a person outside with a gun and a knife threatening to kill everybody. And then once we called the cops, we realized it was essentially a 17-year-old kid with schizophrenia who lives in the area and the cops found him and talked to his parents and <laughs> hopefully that kid's scary. on meds. Yeah. Still scary. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, my kids are 8 and 10. Now they have whatever the hell that is compartmentalized in their heads. <laughs> so, yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, that's rough. So, yes, uh, life does happen at times, and, and we do have to postpone the podcast. So thank you guys, especially this week, for tuning in to listen to us, especially with the short turnaround between game weeks. So what do you guys think of that last round? Uh, it went pretty well for me. I can't believe I'm saying that. I actually went up 46 ranks. And nice. That was with a Benny Failhaber captain. And a minus eight. So, don't really know how that happened. I guess I have to say thank you, Poku. Thank you, Poku, and thank you, Keen. So, uh, thank you, thank you, Jason, for the Poku recommendation. Uh, yes, thank you, Jason, for the Poku recommendation. <laughs> and to After Tyler. You went, you went with Chani and all those other people you said were ahead of Poku, and I told you, no, Poku is the way to go. Yeah, I was convinced by you and uh, Tyler, who was on the podcast once. I was talking to Tyler on Twitter, and he was telling me that I should get Poku. So you guys convinced me, and it worked out well. Definitely. Yeah, I did pretty well, too. I uh, ran rank of uh, 113, which I think is the highest I've had um, this year, 120 points. I took a negative four um, to bring in Francis from San Jose. I had a feeling about him, and I had a – I wanted to bring in Bingham as well over Melia or Malia, but uh, I just I couldn't. I didn't have the balls to do it, so I just decided to bring in Francis, and that paid off for me. But I'm pretty excited. I'm you know round rank or I mean overall of 109 from 173, so slowly creeping up in the hundreds. I'm pretty excited. Hopefully, I'll break a uh, top 100 this week. Nice. Yeah, I didn't do great. I had 94, so I dropped four places down to 41st. I did not have <clears throat> Keen on my team, but I'll fix that. I had Poku and everybody else who did well, but you didn't have Keen. You didn't rise a rank this week. Well, I did horrible because my <laughs> I, I'm at the busy time at work this year and was absolutely completely slammed and had to stay late on work and did not make my transfers. Uh, that said, I still got 71 points, and uh, I did go down about 60 ranks, but I'm still in the top 200, so not 
Not that we, like, I was planning on bringing in Kamara and dropping Laren. So that would have added about 31 more points to my to my score. So I would have easily broken the top 100. Um, and I would have had had a Finlay in there as well. So I would have gained some more points there. So not, not the best round here. But again, life happens sometimes. Uh, I'm just looking forward to having three transfers going into this next double game week. So that's that's fun. But speaking of some of these games, did you guys watch either of the San Jose games? I did. Holy cow. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, it, nothing, nothing, nothing pointed to, to San Jose doing that to SKC. And it was, it was brilliant to watch. After a while, it was like, okay, if they win like 2-0, then we're just a bunch of idiots that missed the boat. But when it was five nil, you're like, oh, that's a complete statistical anomaly. Yeah. I feel better about five nil than I do about two nil. So Yeah, I was just watching it. Well, I was watching the the stats on um on my ESPN app and I was I was like, all right, cool, one nil, yeah, San Jose is gonna get blown out, you know, five one or something like that. And then, you know, ten minutes later, two nil, three nil. Five nil. I'm just like, what? What? What the hell happened to K, you know to Sporting? But you know, being a RSL fan, I really, really despise SKC. So it made me happy. I think it's probably safe to say that all of their their travel and the, and the multiple games has finally caught up with them. So that's um, a Definitely. big example of fatigue playing into it. And of course, the Columbus game. Just a lack of, of Benny in there really hurt. But I was really impressed with, with Graham Zussi stepping back up again and really becoming a lot of the player that we all hoped he would be at the start of the season. Uh, it wasn't enough to really pull him through, but it's it's nice to see him as an option again. Okay. I think that it's performance, nice to we're going to yeah. talk more about this a little bit later in the show. But I think this is really setting up a great rivalry game between LA and San Jose. So I'm looking forward to getting your guys thoughts on that a little bit later uh, so we're just going to move into some housekeeping right now uh, be sure to check out the disciplinary report there were a lot of cards this weekend several red cards this weekend it was crazy one thing i'll go ahead and say right now benny should be back he only missed the san jose or he only missed the columbus game and he should be back on the field and ready to play so i know the fantasy website had him flagged as, uh, as unavailable for a lot longer than we really would have liked him to be. And so people were freaking out last week. But he's good. Don't worry about it. If you're going to go with Benny, then he's there for you. Um, and we have, as I mentioned at the top of the show, a double game week again this round. So the game's going to start tomorrow, Wednesday at 8.30. I know that's going to be highlighted and underlined and practically blinking at me on my calendar. So don't miss your transfer deadline for that. And then we have a free wild card and a big bye week in the next round. So those are all sorts of things to keep an eye on uh, to take some advantage of that as we're wrapping up this season. So now we're going to move on to questions. Had a lot of good questions this round. This first one comes from DSB Coco, who asks, Sporty Kansas City and RSL are examples of teams that have had poor games recently due to lack of rest, which we were just mentioning. What are some of the other teams that may be at risk for poor form due to the lack of rest slash lack of depth? Yeah, really, I think anybody that's you know playing U.S. Open Cup, CCL, um, any mid-year mid, mid uh, friendlies, which doesn't make sense, but... I would just keep kind of keep an eye out on that. I know Seattle is still in it. 
RSL is also in CCL. Um, I don't have the schedule up in front of me, but that's that's what I would check. But you know, we were, we have only eight more games left. I, I really don't foresee many teams, you know, being fatigued right now, especially with this ma- the, the the next two buys coming up uh, next game week, uh, and I believe it's four or five game weeks after as well. Um, yeah, but that'd be my best recommendation. Check out the the CCL and the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, I'm not really so much concerned with, <clears throat> at this point in the year, fixture congestion. Um, I think Montreal is going to have a lot of makeup games. So yep. even though they're going to be an attractive option with some huge fixtures, who knows what their rotation is going to look like. I'm, I'm just more looking at just teams that are just run down and hurt. Like Houston this week, for example, is, I mean, everybody that was anybody on their team seems like they're, they're injured, but. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about congestion of, of games this time of year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you can look at the CCL games, but with CCL, you just maybe like DC just put out their lineup for tonight's game. And so I was looking at that, and it doesn't look like there's many of their normal starters in there. Seattle's pretty much playing all backups. LA plays mostly backups. It's just like basically super backup heavy lineups, so you don't really have to worry about it affecting MLS games too much. And then, I don't know if we talked about this in an episode earlier, but like they were saying with uh, Montreal, they have, what we could say that they have a triple game week, the first triple game week ever. 29, yeah. yeah. Montreal triple game week, week 29. Get Bush in your lineup. They have a game on the 16th, (laughs) the 19th, and the 22nd. And then they follow it up in in game week 30 with a double game week. No way. Yeah, we can expect a lot of rest for a lot of Montreal players during that time. Yeah, don't get Simon because he'll get you a red card. Bush is safe, that's it. (laughs) They don't don't have a double in 30 anymore. Oh, that could change? I have to check that out. Yeah, I don't know why, but... They must have got moved into 29 then. Yeah, that's change. So there, there's odd. something we should add to our housekeeping. Keep up with that. <laughs> uh, I know I've had some charts out on Fantasy Boss that have had the double and the triple. It seems like it's just bouncing back and forth a lot now. Uh, but yeah, there's some crazy stuff with Montreal. I think that's where that fatigue could really come into play. I What's really interesting for me with this question is is the depth part that we haven't really talked about a lot, but we've mentioned in some other shows. And I think that's what's really showing right now. A lot of the teams, especially in the EPL... By the way, tune in to the Fantasy Premier League outsider right after this. They have a lot of depth that can really help them handle these these FA Cups and, and the other other Champions League things that they're playing. And there's not a lot of that in MLS. That's something we're really lacking as far as the same caliber or very close to the same caliber of players that we have with the starters. Uh, a lot of it's just with the collective bargaining agreement and, and price caps that we're doing, of course. But I think that's one reason why L.A. is doing so well. They're surging here at the end. They've made some smart picks with quality players. I mean, New York FC has dropped all kinds of money on these players, and they're not gelling. They're not even playing in some time. Yeah, and and L.A. has really done a good job at, at spreading out that depth as best as they can with the current system. Totally agree. So our next question comes from Mike Dat Tiger, who asks, most of the teams, apart from the Red Bulls, on a double game week this week are pretty low-barrel fantasy options. No no disagreement from me there. Um, we wouldn't really have them on our teams normally. 
If not for the wild card next week, I'd probably just bank a transfer and move on. Uh, but with that wild card, do you take a chance to take a bunch of hits, hoping for double game week gold, or are you avoiding hits this round completely? Great question. No, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna be aggressive this round. In the same way that nobody saw San Jose coming last week, I think why not? You can take a massive risk on maybe one or two Colorado backliners for virtually no money. And if they don't work out, then you can just offload them all next week. I think the lottery system in this week is in full effect for me. I'm going to go all out for as many double game week players as I can, regardless of how good I think their teams are, and just hope for the best and then get rid of them next week. Yeah, I think that's an interesting strategy. I've been thinking about this question a lot over the last few hours, and for me, I think the answer is going to be no. I'm not going to take any hits. Uh, kind of the opposite of guy. And I see the logic behind that, but for me it comes down to the teams that are playing. So I already have a few double game week players, but I really don't trust Colorado and Houston specifically in terms of their lineups. Um, Master Oaney has shown that he'll rotate players very frequently, and so I don't trust him to actually give players two games and with Houston, they have so many injuries that the players I want, uh, I'm not really sure if they're going to play. I think it, you know, you could see depends on you know the lineups, of course, closer to when the games start. But you know, Giles Barnes is one of those players where you're like, okay, he could be really good, but he didn't play last game. Kubo Torres could be really good, but he hasn't started yet. And so I just get a little bit scared with that in terms of, hey, are we going to have these injured players coming back? And, and what's going to happen in terms of lineups? So that's kind of the fear for me. And I really like the single game pl uh, week players. So Yeah, I'm always in favor of picking up double game week players. Um, but like I've said all season, my cap is a negative 12. And I was tinkering with my team a little bit this uh, this afternoon, and I ha I think that I have a perfect mix for um, you know a negative twelve to get in a lot of people, but then that takes out you know Kamara or Via and Finlay, and then some defenders. But um, you know I'm I'm still in between if I want to even do that. But I guarantee you, five minutes before lineups the the lock or lineup lock um guy's gonna text me and he's gonna convince me to take like a negative 16 so <laughs> it's probably gonna happen and then we're gonna end up capping the same people and i i, I gotta give props though guy and i were we were we were um uh on twitter uh in the in the dms and we were discussing who we were gonna captain and we both had it on benny and guy was like yeah you know i, I have a feeling that via is gonna do better than benny and i'm like Let's be twinsies and Captain Via, and we did, and thank God, we did. Because like I think thirty seconds before, I was like, "Guy, I'm like, I'm like regretting not captaining Benny." He's like, "Dude, trust me, it'll be fine." And then Benny gets, a, <laughs> and then Benny gets a red card. So I, I got to give props to Guy. Thank you very much for yeah. saving my week. And he even called it twinsies for real. So that made really the whole, yeah, that made the whole night just special. Exactly. So if that happens again, I think all the listeners would really appreciate you guys taking screenshots of that and then posting it later on on Reddit because that that just – it just sounds fantastic. I'll do it right now. Man. Well, for the next one, not necessarily this one. We, we all know you call it twinsies already. Uh, I think I'm going to – while I applaud guys' boldness in going all out, uh, it's not the double game week that I really prefer of the two. And I would not 
be willing to take a lot of hits for this. Maybe a minus four, depending on what you're going to do. I don't like a lot of the matchups with the double game week teams. I think several of the single game week teams have better lineups, and especially with the wild card coming up, as Mike that Tiger pointed out, I I'd be really hesitant to to just take those hits right there. Uh, if you were maybe look for a guy who doesn't have a buy next round or is going to be able to lash in the next few rounds. San Jose, obviously some great players to look at because of the two easy games and then double game week coming up. Uh, but yeah, the wild card is really the X factor this time. And for me, it, it really makes a lot of hits not worth it. Just, just remember that seven San Jose players on the dream team this week. That's and right. I had a total of zero San Jose players on my team this week. So What's the lesson? Get Quincy Ameriqua. Yep. That might no, be you know the what? lesson, actually. We're not getting Quincy until he comes on. We're not promoting you anymore, Mr. Ameriqua, until you come on our show. So our next question comes from Buckman United, who asks, are there any extremely obvious matchups for single game week players this week, like LA versus New York City? was pretty freaking obvious. Uh, so what do you guys think? I'm going to go with uh, New York City again. Because they play Columbus in New York, and we've all seen that those games at Yankee Stadium produce like 5 million goals. Uh, Columbus kind of sucks on the road, but I don't know. Even they have to be capable of scoring inside Yankee Stadium because like, pretty much anyone can score there. So if you look at the, at the games uh, that have happened at Yankee Stadium, the, the last few weeks we've had, you know, uh, where is it? Where is the numbers? We've had a lot of goals, basically. I was trying to... thought I had the numbers loaded up, and I didn't. But basically, there's been a ton of goals scored, and I, I don't really know why you wouldn't pick players from that game, given that, you know, tons of goals scored. Yeah, we have... The last game was four goals. The one before that, five. The one before that, eight. The one before that, eight. There's a lot of goals inside Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I um, and then that's why I'm so stuck. You know, am I gonna keep? Am I gonna keep my player, my single game players? Like, am I gonna keep my Columbus players? Because I mean, Kamara and Finlay are so great, but they suck away from home. They are horrible away from home. But then again, that stat at Yankee Stadium dictates the opposite. So it's, you know, I'm I'm just I I don't know what I'm gonna do with that, but. Um, I just, you know, I think that uh, some some really good single game week players on there, you know, potentially, I really like the LA Galaxy players. Yeah, they are away, but they're still on the West Coast. They're only, what, eight hours north in San Jose. And what I've seen is with GDS and Keen and Legit starting to get hot, I mean, like, they're overshadowing Steven Gerrard. I mean, yeah, he's still stevie g but gds and keen are they're a match made in heaven i mean i love them together i'm so happy i've I've had both of them since you know they both started playing together and they're going to continue to score big so i think that you get keen and gds in your lineup no matter what yeah i'm kind of stuck in that same boat i don't think there's any way that i'll get rid of via this week um i'll probably end up switching out kamara for bwp uh I don't know. I think the the, the main superstars you got to stick with them on a single game week, especially Keenan Via. Those guys are in the same boat. So it's true. 
Yeah, I'm going to stick with my big guns and, and get a lot of budget double game week players. And then in the wild card, I'll, I'll restructure and uh, see how we come out. So I did just mention that I like several of the single games, so I feel like I'm very much obligated to, to pick several <laughs> here. Uh, I like the Toronto-Montreal lineup, um, the match. I, I think that's going to be a good game for Toronto. I like the Orlando-Chicago game. I think we could have some nice scores from maybe maybe Laren again, um, but of course maybe Kaká as always. And then I think, sorry Simon, the Seattle Portland game. I think that's going to be a great time for Portland, and they're going to be one of the away teams that that comes up with a victory this week. I think those are three single game weeks that uh, there could be some really nice returns from. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> So next question comes from Master 42 who says, it is close to the time when we start looking for more differential picks or should we just stay with the pack? Yeah, you know, this is a, this is a great question. Um, I think that you need to have your, you know, your heavy hit, your heavy, your heavy hitters. So you're, I mean, I think Keen is an essential forward to have, you know, moving forward, but looking at the double game week, it's going to be very difficult to have those players in in the next five game weeks, uh, you know, from our wild card because of the bye. Uh, LA has a bye. I mean, Montreal's schedule looks great. So, you know, I may be getting some Montreal players, but I think that this wild card right here is going to either make people or break people. Cause I know a lot of people that are talking about, you know, getting your King GDS, geo, all these other players that may not potentially have a double game week, but are also on a buy that first week. So they're going to be sitting all these players, but then, come the next six, seven games, they're okay. Um, that's, I mean, that's that's the differential there, but um, I think that you need to kind of stick to the template of, you know, your Keen, your Geo, your potentially Via, Kamara, Finlay. Um, I mean, some differentials that I've seen a lot of people have now are, you know, Javier Morales. He had, you know, great couple games, and, you know, with Benny getting the red, a lot of people are scared of him and, you know, getting other players uh, – I mean, even a Maidana is a great differential, but uh, I think you need to stick to the template and then maybe get one or two different differentials. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it all depends on what rank you are and where you're trying to get to. Um, if you're already pretty high up there, stick more to the script and only get one differential every week and, and see how that works out for you. If you're farther down, just blow it up, man. Ride the San Jose you know, gravy train. Do what you got to do. Yeah, for me, I don't really believe in differentials at all. I think it's a bizarre concept. Um, you should, no matter what, be choosing the players that you think are going to get you the best points. If it turns out that other people don't own those players, cool. Then you'll have a lot of points and they'll have none. If you think that the players that everyone has are going to earn you the most points, you should get them. The whole point is to get the most points possible. Unless you're only doing it for head-to-head -head leagues where you're taking into account the lineup of your opponent, why aren't you just focusing on the most points that you can possibly get? That's, that's my thing with it because you just want the most points. You shouldn't be thinking about anybody else. Well, look Simon at last week, everyone. Fantasy 101 right there. <laughs> well, look at last week. I mean, Poku was a huge differential pick. Uh, he was 3.2% owned. I had him in my punts for that week. And 
you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, I, I think there's other better options. I'm like, if Poku starts, I guarantee you he's probably going at least 150, and he's going to do extremely well. Okay, but I mean that. Here's the thing, though. How is it a differential pick? Then you're just making it based on the fact that you think he's going to do really well. No, I, no, I don't I, think that you're I, making I, that pick based on nobody else has him. That that's what a differential pick is. A differential pick is low ownership. It's the same. It's a differential punt. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's it's a low ownership high potential for that game or the next couple of game weeks. It's the same as I said, Quincy, Quincy compared to Wando. I think Quincy had 7% ownership and Wando had like 15% ownership. That to me is a differential. Not many people have them. I mean, and, and you got to also understand too, with that is how many dead teams are there, but differential picks are, you know, like I said, punts. And if like for me, I've had Giovanni dos Santos for the past four weeks, five weeks, and he has continued to help me, get up in the ranks because he's only he's only like three percent owned still only like three percent owned that's a differential pick right but i guess what i'm saying is the only outcome is points you don't get any additional points for a player having low ownership so when you're picking giovanni right it's it's like you're picking him because you think his output is going to be really high not because you think that he's got low ownership that might be a benefit you might be like oh well this is an opportunity where you know, no one else's. But if you thought that, you know, for example, there was a player who is 95% owned who was going to probably produce the same amount or more than Giovanni, would you still be taking Giovanni? It's all about the point outcome. Oh, sure, sure. I, you know, I, I get that. But it's, but to me, it's like the fact that I could either have gotten Giovanni Dos Santos or gotten Poku, the exact same ownership, close to similar difficulties on schedules, um, close to the same great strikers. But for me... I picked Giovanni Dos Santos because I I like his performance better. I like his output better than Poku, even though Poku is more of a budget option. I just I I mean, and, and that's kind of the thing we're taking a punt on is I felt that Giovanni Dos Santos. I've seen him play in Liga MX. Poku was a very young, unproven star or soon to be star. But for me, it's I mean I don't know. That's that's a differential to me. I mean I don't know if that makes sense, but. There should be a mechanism where you get differential points, though. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, like, because at this point in the game, we're all essentially active players have, what, 80% of the same players? You know, there's the big yeah. hitters that everybody has. There should be some kind of an incentive to where if you actually start a player that's 5% or lower ownership, like his goals count for seven points or something. I don't know. There should be something that incentivizes people to mix huh. it up a bit that's an interesting thought it would be very interesting to me that's i know an I'd, interesting I'd, idea i'd make two teams um you know one like a legit team and one just on punts and be like uh, uh what's what's that guy that, that that wins it like every year uh brennan not brennan and brennan you know what i'm talking about yes we don't speak of them sorry they're no. cheaters exactly jerks oh, is that that people that have like the one person has 16 family members yep <laughs> what, what, what's the last name i'm help me i have out. no idea what's going on here reed help me out i know you know but i i told you we we don't speak of them okay we'll talk about this <laughs> offline it's it's the it's the Bransons. The Bransons, yeah. <laughs> we actually have a we have a rule in the MLS Fantasy League. It's it's the Branson rule, and it says that Bransons are not eligible because we think they cheat. 
They do cheat. So, so wait until the uh, EPL podcast when we can use the full breadth of our vocabulary. Yeah, I was just Branson. I had to hold. I had to hold back. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you guys really covered that one. That one very well. I can't add anything else to. I I am a bit more in line with what Guy thinks though, as far as trying to find some differentials. But good conversation. Our next question comes from Speedy AJR, who asks, with LA's form. Uh, it's cra- is it crazy to load up on Keen, Dos Santos, and Legit uh, rather than hunt for through those clearances, the clearance rack for the double game week players? We touched that a little bit, but <clears throat> would you guys be willing to go with three or four LA players at this point in the season? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and <clears throat> LA, so after this week, uh, there's going to be 17 more times that a team will be on a double, double game week, and LA doesn't have any of them. But I still plan on having, after the, you know, the, the wild card. I plan on having Keenan Dos Santos or Keenan uh, Gerard going forward. So when you look at all that scoring that was potential last week, and Keen still made the dream team, and he was co-high scorer of the, of the, of the week. <laughs> it, it's he does more in one game than people can do in three and a half games. So it's it's no question that that that's the better choice to to go after. Yeah, at this point in the year. You know LA's hot. There's no reason not to go all in on them if, if you uh, want to. I don't know about this week specifically, though. San Jose's been pretty good on defense, and it's in San Jose. That said, you've kind of seen those San Jose-LA games kind of turn into goal fests. So four, I don't necessarily... In the last five games. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It, it scares me a little bit, but you know. But LA, LA has scored 16 goals in their last exactly. five games. Exactly. That's that, that old, was my like, next point. Rock exactly. again, like immovable force against uh, whatever unstoppable object. <laughs> whatever that saying is, yeah, I don't know. Sure, go for it. Yeah, I, I I'm only getting Keenan Dos Santos. I think that Legit is a great budget option if you can fit him in your lineup and get other star players. But to me, it's it's kind of like you know the LeBron syndrome. You know, you got LeBron James and all these other great players, but you know, there's only one ball. And the balls are seeming to go to Giovanni Dos Santos and Keen. Legit had an amazing, you know, I think it was a back heel goal that just looked sick, and then a great back heel pass assist. Um, but I, I don't know. I think those are the only two LA players I'm going to get. Actually, I know those are the only two LA players I'm going to get, just because there's so many other options that I think will outperform Legit in the long run. Yeah, you know, that's I was. I was writing an article this week and I brought that up that the amazing thing about LA is like, unlike Javinko in, in Toronto or even via in New York is Keen is surrounded by so much talent. And we all kind of panicked at first and thought, Oh, now it's going to take goals away from Keen because he has Gerard there and Dos Santos there. But even with all that star power, they still funnel the ball to him. Yep. Like they, they just defer to Keen. Like this is your team. We're only here to make you have two goals and two assists per game. Like, I mean, it, nobody else gets that kind of treatment in the league outside of Keen. Uh, even Giovinco has to go slap a coach and tell him to take Altidore out before he can finally get back to scoring some goals again. So it, Keen is a great choice going forward just for that fact alone. He, he could almost even be potentially like a perma cap every single game just in his form <laughs> alone. Yeah, and Reed's problem is he never he – never, like leaves his lineup alone every week with Keen captain. He always <laughs> I left it alone with with Via captain this time. So that was good. Yeah, not as good as Keen though. <laughs> not as good as Keen. But 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 a double game week player over single game week player. I mean, 
just the odds and the chances are that a double game weaker a double game week player will outscore a single game week player. Keen is an anomaly. LA is an anomaly right now. They're just they're 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 too hot to to resist. Can we really call them an anomaly? They do this every year. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, but that's the thing too is <laughs> this they, is second season. This is second half of the season. LA form. True, but but that's the thing. Imagine if every single team had the the transfer budget that LA has. I know that New York is different just because of what Man City wants, but I mean, look at New York Red Bulls. Look at Sporting Kansas City. Look at Vancouver this year. I mean, if you have a seven plus million dollar transfer budget, chances are you're probably going to do pretty well. Most teams in MLS, I think the average is around three point two to four point seven. So you, you give you give teams that type of transfer money, I think that you know there'll be a lot. It'll be a lot more competitive. I'm just jealous. And that's your long way of saying yes, they're worth the risk. Yes. <laughs> well, I would agree. I, I wouldn't stop. Um, I wouldn't go into their their back line with the defense or or keeper. I would just stop at the midfield. I don't think I would load up on two, so I would probably go with with two LA people going forward. But I don't know. We'll see after after the wild card. Anything can happen. Our next question comes from Waging Futility and asks: I'm third in my league and trying to catch up to the top two spots. We share a few of the same players, and they have a few of my t- targets for this week, like Miazga, Ellis. Um, so far. Uh, they haven't added Bradley Wright Phillips, though, or Question. Uh, are they telling you this? Because I'm jealous that they are. Yeah. Um, so he wants to know, do we have any alternatives uh, going into this week for players? Uh, he was thinking about ship, and that's as far as he got. What do you all think? Uh, a nice head-to-head. I, I, I hesitate to call this a differential <laughs> pick for a head-to-head. Yeah, I was about to about to say. So this is basically head-to-head at this point if you're – trying to catch up to these two people in the league. I don't know how you're seeing what transfers that they're making midweek. I can, I can speak from, from experience in a work league. Half the fun is telling the person what you're going to do and then watching them react, trying to figure out how to beat that. And lying. Yeah. No, yeah. no, not lying. I'm just going to tell them, like, this is my team. Your team is garbage. <laughs> get out of my face. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't get ship. I don't. Frank Yallop has shown that he's not like, I don't know, a smart person. He's a moron. Frank Yallop <laughs> is like the worst coach in MLS uh, because he doesn't consistently play Harry Ship. I think he will now that they sold Maloney because they don't really have Did they sell else. him? Is it for sure? Did he go to Hull? Oh, he's gone, man. I don't think it's official yet, but he's gone. He's in England or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I... I would, I don't know. So you could go with Ship if he's in the starting lineup uh, when when the kickoff is about to happen. I like that. Uh, I like Dax McCarty from New York or Lloyd Sam. Um, you know, all those New York Red Bulls players are pretty solid. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of my my bet. Otherwise, I'm just gonna say the same thing I always do, which is again, stop thinking about them. Be confident in the product that you put out there. And, you know, if it's absolutely fine, you know, to pick the same players that they do. Although, again, I'm really not – I wouldn't worry too much about it. And I just, like, pick the players that you think are going to do the best, and they'll probably pick players that are suckier, and then you'll win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, 
I mean, a lot of people are going to have BWP and Sasha in their lineups. If you do want, you know, a differential, Sam, I think, is poised to break out again. I think he's going to play very well. Uh, Sean Wright Phillips, I'm not a big fan of him. Um, I agree with Simon on Dax for, I think Dax is 8.5. Is that right? Yeah, that's why I like yeah. Dax is because, like, exactly. value-wise, he provides more points per dollar, I think, than, like, Question does. Exactly. So. But but the thing is, like, Dax is, you know, a true CDM where Question is more of a center mid and Question is on PKs. So that's the one thing. And, I mean, but, I mean, the thing about Question is if you look at his last, you know, his last three games, four, eight, and eight, I mean, the dude's pretty consistent, but I would personally stay completely away from any Chicago Fire players unless you already have like a Polster or Gehrig. Um, Colorado Rapids, I'm not sleeping on them. I may be getting a couple of them. Um, and Houston Dynamo, hey, why not get Kubo? Kubo's dope. I love him. Love the little guy. <laughs> Is he going to start? That's I would probably, love Kubo. Probably but not. If, if probably he starts, not. I would totally pick him up. Yeah, eventually he's going to have to start. Like, yeah, um, because Bruin hasn't done ninety minutes in like five games straight now. Uh, right. It's it's obvious that they're just grooming Kubo to be, you know, he's the main guy. He's he's obviously the best talent they have on their team, yeah. and in, for whatever reason, Houston decides to take the Portland approach and give the new guy like two months to get used to running for half an hour or something. <laughs> well, I don't okay. know. I'm going to kind of disagree here. I don't think that they're going to bench Bruin. They're working it up to the point where they can go to a 4-4-2 with Bruin and Kubo up top and then Barnes behind them. Well, then they need to do it. Yeah. Because right now they're just just swapping one for one, and that's not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that Houston's just not successful like that. Um, But it's fair. Kubo hasn't been around for very long. Like, he's been very, 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 very out of shape. So, I mean, I would hope that he starts soon, but, yeah. I mean, the the cheapest season wasn't too long ago, and then, you know, there was some international play there. I mean, it's not like – and it's been like six or seven games now. He's been a sub, so there's – come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, and there's always the differential of Brad Davis. I mean, hasn't performed amazing – but, you know, 13 points, 8 points, 3 points, 2 points, 6 points. So, I mean, he's always he's yeah. always a, his, a differential. He's only, he's only worth it this week because he's playing twice. But exactly. Brad Davis, he, he kind of got <clears> – <throat> he got stuck with a bad price at the beginning of the year. I agree. Should have been 8. Should have yeah. been 8. Should have been 8. Um, but don't get ship. <laughs> that T-Rex looking some of us. <laughs> do not get ship. First of all, he runs funny. Watch him run, and you'll never pick him up again. But second thing is, he hasn't even hit five points for like six or seven weeks. Like it's just as mediocre a score as you could get without pulling a fail hobber. That's what ship is right now. So just be smart and get you know question on your team, and and then build from there. So I think what we've learned is that as far as tactically, Houston needs to just pick the people that they want to have or they think are going to do the best and they should just change it right now. I think does that, well, does that work? Yeah. I mean look at just pick the people that are going to do the best and play them. Yeah. They're out of the playoff position right now. <laughs> like they there's only so many games left and you're not in the playoff positions right now. So like what are you waiting for? Like what is it that you think you're going to accomplish in the last 4 weeks that you shouldn't start <laughs> accomplishing right now? <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't understand why coaches do that. Where's Travis when you need him? No doubt. On some beach someplace. Probably. So I'm going to swap some things around with this last question. We're going to move it down. I'm going to add one that sort of got added to the thread a little bit later. And uh, we've teased it some and talked about bits and pieces of it. But with how much San Jose has turned these last two games around. And now personally, I, th I think San Jose has been underrated for a lot of this year. But San Jose's really turned some things around. They had those great performances this last round. They've had four clean sheets in their last five games. Now they're playing against L.A. Big rivalry there. L.A., though, is just smashing it at home. Does the new San Jose form make you guys reconsider this game here? Do you still think it's going to be a blowout? Did you ever think it was going to be a blowout? How do you see this matchup really breaking down? Oh, yeah, I think it's like 5-2 for, for L.A. Yep. I was just going to say, I think it's going to be like 3-2, like 4-2, just because Ricketts is in goal, the guy's old. L.A.'s defense is not good, but L.A.'s attack is far and away you know, the most potent attack in the league. San Jose's defense is great, and yeah, L.A. doesn't have great away form, but like I said earlier, I think with the addition of GDS, they're fixture-proof now. They're just – LA's going to blow them out of the water. I, I'm dropping Francis this week personally. Um, okay, I'll kind of disagree with that. I think it's going to be 2-1 to one LA. I, don't, I think both of the teams are really tight defensively, actually. Um, maybe 3-2 to two LA, but I don't, I don't – you know, get the players anyway, but – yeah, I wouldn't say it's going to be a blowout. It's really, really, really rare for a team to blow Set out another about team. LA? What? Uh, I don't think it's like like LA is not going to blow a team out on the road. When was the last time they did that? Never. Well, like, they they did beat Colorado on the road here this last. So, like since Gio Bonio Santos came in, I mean, like they are winning on the road now. So there's that. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to blow San Jose out though. And like to be fair, beating Colorado is like. Congratulations! You beat a USL team. It's oh. no, it's really hard. So, because I, I was doing uh, research today, um, Colorado, the most they've conceded all year is three goals. And they've won yeah. on that twice against Seattle and against LA. Every other game, I mean, they're they're conceding a goal or less every game they play. It's it's amazing what Colorado does. They don't try to score the ball. It's like <laughs> it's sort of kind of like a backwards. Ping, like foosball or something, but it, they are really tight defensively all year. They don't concede, and for LA to go up there and get a win, it's actually really hard to do. So the real question is, what are we going to be betting then? How are we going to make this into a bet? How are we going to make this into a bet? Ooh, whoever's who, whoever's like I say, we get the scoreline right now, and whoever's the farthest away, we all get to pick one or like we pick a consolidated whoever the other three are, pick one player to put on that person's team for the wild card doesn't matter who it is they have to put it in has to put them in and then they can build their team around it i, I don't know, know. That's, that's a solid suggestion has to get ship has to get ship we'll think about that one and post something later on yeah this is a good idea we got to think about it though I'm thinking LA gets at least three in this one. I um, I said I think San Jose has been a really underrated team all throughout the year, but I just I just don't think there's any stopping LA. They're firing on all cylinders right now, especially four two. At home. My prediction four two. Yeah, I'm three, gonna go five two still. Three to two LA. Wow. Uh, I, 
let's let's post this on Reddit. Let, let, let's let the fans decide. <laughs> I don't, I don't want a bunch it? of redditors deciding what my punishment <laughs> is. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. So we're going to move right into our player picks now while, uh, while we think of what a proper Sacco should be. And let's just start with, as usual, our goalkeepers and defenders, Jason. Um, yeah, the the goalkeeper I like uh, is Irwin. I really like Irwin this week. And as Guy alluded to earlier, just the defensive stats, Colorado's two home games, I think it's great. And if, if um, I'm in Colorado, you know, the Colorado shuffle with their entire team, but I would love to see Hoberry do well just because he's – I like when he plays. He's an aerial threat. He's great. Um, so if Hoberry starts, I think uh, Hoberry and Irwin are two great picks and differentials. No, I'm, I'm going to go – it's between Irwin and uh, – Irwin and Robles for me because Robles is coming off a of back-to-back clean sheets himself, so – yeah, they're both good picks. Um, I like St. Ledger in in Colorado right now, though, over Coyberry or whatever you whatever yeah. how you pronounce it. Who is no? Who is St. Ledger? I've been looking. Am I am I dumb? Am I not seeing? He came from Orlando. Yeah, but Orlando like just cut him out of the blue, and he was <clears throat> he kind of took to social media and was just like, "What?" Okay, well, <laughs> and then Colorado snatched him up, and I think he's going to come out with something to prove. Well, he's not on. He's not on Orlando's or Colorado because I, I was talking to uh, Suarez Power about this, and he said you have to get St. Ledger in your team. But I don't see where he's at. Am I? Am I? Am I blind? See, those of us who play daily, we've had him. We've already had him for a week. So all right, buddy, grow up. And I'm just saying that. <laughs> where nobody? He's on my daily team. I don't know what. No, I don't. I don't. But he's see not on FMLS. He's not. He's not on there. I don't. I don't know what to. T- I don't know. I, uh, that's a figure it out, guy. I haven't made my transfers yet. Now that kind of bums me out. Yeah, he's not there. He disappeared. <laughs> um, I'm going with Robles and Miazga for my picks because I don't trust Chicago to score goals, and I like New York's defense, and I don't trust DC to score goals either. So I'm clean sheet hunting this week, as ill advised as it is. I don't trust the teams that they're playing against. <laughs> Hey, do you think they're going to score more points? So moving on to midfielders, who do you think is going to be a good there guy? Oh, you, none of you guys. Did you got the guys mention uh, defenders besides Simon? Don't don't skimp out on us here. Yeah, yeah I said I said Holberry. Jeez. Okay, Holberry. Sorry, sorry. Wow. I think you, I thought you just said Irwin. I said Irwin and Holberry. Uh, you you make I some random it. comments. He's been injured though recently, hasn't he? I don't know. I said if he's. I said if he starts the first game, I don't know if he's been injured or. I know he had a red card and then he was out for a little bit. But like okay. I said, we can revisit this read. The Colorado Shuffle. I don't know who's going to be in, but if he's healthy, I think it's a good option. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Just, I'm going to stick with uh, Javinka's my number one pick at uh, at at midfield. Even all the you know question, he'll be he'll be okay. But I'm just going to I'm going to keep Javinko because he's playing at home against Montreal. And they benched out the door until uh, Jubenko was done playing last week. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more crazy okay with that. Yep, that's my Jubenko. So I'm sticking with. Yeah, uh, midfield Jubenko. I like these single game week guys. I'm going Poku again because they're playing against Columbus at home, and I uh, yeah that that seems to turn out well. <laughs> Well, for teams when uh, 
when they play in Yankee Stadium. So I'm going with Poku. I don't really like the double game week guys, but if I have to pick one, it's Lloyd <clears throat> Sam. Yeah, I think obviously besides your your typical Benny, Giovanni Dos Santos, Finlay's, Giovinco, because a lot of people have them in their lineups. Um, I think a couple very nice, appealing, attractive single game week options are Maidana against New England. I think he's going to – that's an incredibly tasty matchup. And then also I really like Pedro Morales for Vancouver. Been getting into form, scoring some goals lately. Him and Octavio look great. So those two guys I think could be great differentials for the upcoming game week. Very nice, very nice. And finally, we're going to ask a question here that we put off before. Um, Swagby6 says, Bradley Wright Phillips looks great this week, but with Keane, Villa, and Kamara front three, I have no idea which one to replace. All three seem capable of going big this week. Thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I wrote this on the forum to Swagby uh, that we would be discussing this because I think all of us are in the same predicament. Um. I'm I'm stuck. I, I I've, I've tinkered with my team two different ways, and one is Via out for BWP, and the other has Kamara out for BWP. Um, it's it's difficult. I mean, it's like I said, guy's gonna convince me somewhere or another, probably five minutes into the to the to the locks. So, um, you keep blaming me for your team, bro. That's not. <laughs> it's been good. It's, you've been helping me out. I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm giving you props and credit because it's. It's helped me out. If I was blaming you, I'd be yelling at you. No, you're setting me up for the blame. Is what what's happening? I, I, that I know is true. That been is married true. for ten years. I know what I know what a setup blame comes. I, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my wife does it to me all the time, and I still fall for it. So I was hoping you'd fall for it. But yeah, um, if I were to take one of those out right now, gun to <clears> my head, I would take Kamara out just because Via is on set pieces. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm dropping Kamara for BWP this week. Not a question. That's yep. confidence. Yeah. That seems like a universal choice in that case because I'm the same way. You look at Kamara's uh, road form, it's not quite as good. It seems like the other two guys probably are better just for this game week. Is this going to be all around consensus with Reed? Yeah, I think it's got to be BWP for Kamara. There you go, Swag B. Take him out right now. Swag. Of course, I have Laren on my team. Mm. Dropped him right after the double game week. <laughs> Are there any other fours you guys want to highlight before we move on? No, I think we've sufficiently covered Keen. Those, yep. those <laughs> yeah, Keen. That's it. That's all you need to know is Keen. So we're not we're not going to have the 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 KVK anymore. It's just going to be the BKB right now, I guess. So, uh, so we've talked a lot about some of the big name players. Before we get to our last little focus discussion topic and then some fun stuff, who is your leading captain option right now, guys? Keen. Yeah, I second that. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> it's it's. I, I want to trust BWP, but seven points in each of the last two games, and to watch Keen come out and get twenty-one in one game, I got, you got to go Keen. Uh, I'll probably go Lloyd Sam. Ooh, I like that. Really? I like that. Yeah, as Rolling long as he dice. starts, I like Roy, I like Lloyd Sam. Uh, I'll, I'll take the odds of two games over. Over one. If I was to choose a captain that's single game week, it would be Dare to Poku because I think Poku is awesome. Poku! Yeah. 
Well, Bradley Wright Phillips is smashing it in the poll, the captain poll at Reddit right now. So uh, he's he's definitely one that everyone's looking at to do well. Uh, that Chicago game, definitely tempting. Uh, DC had been a little shaky on the road. I, I could see that looking pretty good. So I myself right now, I'm very tempted by BWP as a captain. What about question? I mean, the guys had back-to-back eight points in the you know the past two games, and he's on PKs. That's I mean, that yeah, not appealing should, to anyone. Should definitely should definitely be in the conversation. Yeah, he's just a little too pricey for me. I mean, if you do a straight swap for I think you can straight swap uh, Kamara for Clushing. Can you not nine point seven for nine point two? Okay, never mind. But except that they're different positions. Well, yeah, but I'm saying question. If you have Finlay and you want to get him out for question, you know, if you can find 0.5 somewhere else, I think that's a better pick this week than keeping Finlay sure. in. I have question as well, so I would not, I would not disagree with that. Tough decisions all around right there. So that's all that we have for the questions this round. Thank you so much for everyone who submitted them. If we missed your question, so sorry uh, with the the delayed recording uh, i'm sure some of them fell through the cracks so with hope we can visit the forums and try to respond to some of those on our own if we have not already uh the last thing we're going to talk about is a focus discussion topic that came in and it was kind of a reflection a, a little early i guess for this but uh, never never a bad thing so thinking um back to the very beginning of the fantasy season and and all the players who were playing last year before this season season started who did we think was going to be fantasy gold, but has just turned out to be a huge letdown. Oh, so I have I th- two of them. You oh, have go, two? Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Simon. Okay, I'll just go with mine, which is Mauro Diaz, because he was so good when he played last year, and then this year he's more been like a periphery part of Dallas's system. I thought they would really get back to the, you know, the way it was last year where he was just absolutely destroying basically every game when he was healthy. Um and same thing with Valeri, too. So yep. those, those are my two. But other than that, I think it's been, you know, actually surprisingly predictable, which is bizarre. I'm used to, I think we'd be used to being wrong on a ton of stuff. But I, I think those two really stand out for me. Yeah, my, my number one was uh, actually Nick Romando. I know he's been injured a little bit, but, I mean, he's usually, you know, top three keeper and i just feel that you know with the injuries and going every you know going out to all the usa camps and uh rsl's defense not performing as well that really you know contributed to that but valeri to me and i know guys guys fuming up right here i can already hear him breathing heavy but uh you know valeri I'm fat. <laughs> um, but valeri yeah that's that was my thing i know he's been injured as well he's, he's starting to come on now which is great but I just man, that was one guy that he had you know 200, 200 plus points last year and was if he wasn't in your team, you know you weren't doing well. So yeah, man. No, I'm I'm not so I'm not so down on Valeri because of the just the severity of his injury. I didn't expect a whole lot from this year. I am really down on Fernando Adi. Like I thought this was going to be his big year. Like he put it together. He was in shape. He knew the system. I don't think there's anything more more disappointing than your number one striker just not being a number one striker. So I'm I'm more on the odd train for that one there. Uh, what about you, Reed? Uh, so I actually went back and looked at my round one team before answering this, and a couple of guys that I had at least in that first round. Uh, I'm I've been really sort of disappointed in Winger. 
his performance this season. He did very well last year, and I thought he was going to be a nice little um, little pick that could get some consistent points there. But he has just not been performing. A lot of problems with Philadelphia there at the beginning of the season as well contributed to that. Davis is another one that has yeah. just just not really had it this year. I mean, you can add Zusi easily in in that line as well. Um, yeah. Lamar Nagel was with. Nagel, I was going to say, a little bit later in the season, I was really thinking that when Dempsey and Ober were both out, that he was just going to step up and really come on big, and he has just not been the same guy that we had last year. So those are those are three guys right there that I was really hoping um, could just do well and have, I don't know, a breakout year is really what I want to say, but I thought that some of their past fantasy history was going to be like, yeah, this is a guy I can grab at the beginning of the season, has some potential going forward, and can capitalize on that, and just did not pan out at all. What do you uh, What do you think about the flip side of the coin? What about players that you didn't even think about that are now fantasy gold? You got. You can go ahead and answer that one. Well, I was. I mean, I was thinking. I was. I'm actually just looking at you know the kind of the top scores. Um, Iguain, you know been kind of quiet hasn't you know really not solid stellar year last year but you know he's been he's pretty solid this year i think um another player too was um um or yeah genio yeah he's i mean he's been pretty consistent all year and you know with all the additions too he's still he's still been you know pretty solid but i mean that's just looking at like i said right here right off the top of the right off the top of the charts i can't i mean i was just just saying it to strike up some great conversation, but even like a Clarence Goodson or, you know, Ka for that matter. Well, I so. think, yeah, Ka's definitely would be on my list for that. I think the most obvious pick of course is Vinny where he was in a bit more of a holding position last year, had a couple of moments of brilliance, but this has just been a, a complete amazing year for Vinny, not just in fantasy, but in, in soccer in general. Ka is a guy that I, people kind of gave me crap about that when I first was having him, my team were picking him for some, some options and he's come on strong. Um, some unfortunate injuries have really kept uh, Hoberry from being out there, but he's one that I, I've always been impressed with when he has been playing. So that's been yeah. uh, fantastic to see him. And he would be on my list of guys that I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, Opare, if he stayed healthy from Kansas city, like that guy yeah. was just, Ike was just, Oh, when he went down, I was, I mean, not only for my fantasy team, but I, I really felt for the guy. Cause he was just, man, he would go into every single challenge as hard as he could, as fast as he could. And just he played the game how I really enjoy a center back playing it. And I'd also have to add Finlay to that list because I mean he was not someone who I was going to be considering at this point in the season would be second most assists in the league. Yeah, it's crazy. Simon, guy? Man. Yeah, you guys <laughs> kind of covered it. I I would say Failhaber. I didn't really expect to be far and away uh, this great. Everyone else, I don't know. Not too many surprises, it doesn't seem like. I think yeah. everyone said Kamara was going to be great before the season started, and shocker, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't know anything about Giovinco really, really, before he came on. That's true, but it doesn't yeah. seem like anyone really had opinions about him, so who could be wrong? I, I, had, I had such a hard-on for Giovinco, like, the first three games of the season, and... Um, Brent actually, I think he, yeah, I want to say that he said, don't, you know, traditionally players coming in from other leagues don't do very well until they get, uh, you know, climatized. Exactly. And, 
and I didn't believe him. And I, but right before I, I switched him out for, you know, Javier or Benny actually. And I was really, you know, I was happy I did that, but I knew that Jivinko was going to be far and away one of the best players in MLS just because of, you know, where, you know, I believe he played in, was it Juventus or was it Milan? Juventus, right? Juventus, yeah. yeah. He played Juventus and, you know, he, he did decent there, but I mean, he's, he's in his prime and coming into MLS, which is not known for its defense, you know, he was just going to rack up the goals. Yeah. Some great times. It's been a great season so far and we've still got some more rounds. Eight games. Eight games. So that's all that we have for the questions this week. Again, thank you so much for everyone who submitted them. And uh, like I said, we got eight more rounds, so keep those questions coming. We'll be happy to answer them. Uh, we're going to wrap things up tonight, which is some community time. First, I'm going to give a big shout-out to the top scorer of the R slash Fantasy MLS League. It was, I believe, this is uh, second time on the top scorer list, at least. Uh, Brian Cooper, manager of Star, Star Bangled Spanner. <laughs> and had 142 points. So that was a fantastic score. Yay. Congrats. Congrats Ooh, there. A lot of, lot of big scores. Really good to see some everybody performing very well. And then we're going to touch on some head-to-heads. Uh, as far as the MLS FI host league goes, while I may have had a pretty pitiful performance this round, I did manage to make it to the top of the MLS FI host league. I am 15-1-9. and nine. And so nice. that's the... the one of the two green arrows that I got, and it's it's one that I will treasure forever. Nice, nice work, Reed. What about you guys? Any other head-to-head you'd like to highlight? I beat somebody this week. I forget who. So, <laughs> I'm not sure you I can. Beat, you beat Travis. You beat Travis. It's because of you that I got first place. He is 15, 0 and 10, and I tied with Paul. So you got 97 points, and Travis only hit 86. So, Sick. thank you. Yeah. I should be thanking you. Well, Travis Travis got 94 because he took a minus 8, and I got 105. So we both took minus 8, so that helped me. Ooh, I'm tied for second now. This is sick. No I'm way. Cat. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Weren't you look? We are, I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, you being in last place, getting your getting your butt kicked, and now you're all second place. Look at you, man. Yeah, I was like 2-9, and nine, I think, at one point, and now I'm 15-10. and 10, So this is... I love it. This is what's up. I'm very happy. Nice. I'm still yeah, I'm, a few I'm, points behind you guys, though, in terms of total point accumulation. So, yeah, I'm not oh, in well. that league. No, I'll just forget. I'll just forget to make transfers another round, and you can catch up on me some. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all that we have for the show today. Thank you so much for you guys for coming out. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we close? Twitter. Follow us all on Twitter. My handle is at jj underscore dirty. I love the interaction from everybody, all the questions. Um, want to give a shout-out to Mike Dat Tiger. I just want to say, like, Mike Dat Tiger. You should change that. It's a little easier to say. Um, but, you know, thanks for all the interaction on everything, man. Like, you stand, you've stood out to me this entire season, always asking questions, always writing on Twitter, Reddit, everything, man. You know, thank you for your uh, support and your participation. So, high-five to you, my friend. Yeah, that guy tweets a lot. I like it. Yeah. What else? You can find Simon on Twitter at at. Oh, it's just my full name, Simon Thwaites. I think I'm going to change it soon, though, because I don't know why. I don't want my full name on Twitter. people can't spell your last name. Yeah, I might just change it to Simon Soccer or something. But for now, you can 
Simon that's what it is. Tweet us. Tweet us. Let us know what you think Simon's Twitter handle yes. should be. Yes. Tweet me what I should change my Twitter handle to. That is a great idea. And if yeah. Simon if Simon loses, we all get to make his Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. No. No. This is a, no. I'm not consenting to <laughs> done. this. It's done. We, it's, it's already been agreed to. Done. Uh, you have no choice. I can't win. <laughs> yeah. I should probably change mine too because it's guy underscore M underscore Sanchez. <laughs> That's a lot of characters right off the bat. And no yeah. one believes that's your name. Which is kind of cool to me that it, it's like the they think I'm I'm lying about it. And it's like, no, uh, my parents just didn't have better to do. So they, <laughs> they thought Guy Moses Sanchez was the way to go. <laughs> I should change mine too. Mine's, mine's like kind of like my, you know, like your seventh grade email. You've never changed it and no one knows what it is. And you still have it. That's how I feel my my handle is on Twitter and Instagram. I should probably change it, be a little more grown um, up, uh, mature. <laughs> well, I will not be changing my Twitter handle anytime soon. You can find me at at MLS Fantasy Boss, and so you can interact with all of us on Twitter. You can also tweet at MLSFI. We do check that one, uh, not quite as regularly, so. But keep submitting questions on Reddit. You can find. All of us there, a little bit infrequently for Simon. And then, of course, the live chat at MLS Fantasy Boss. Several of us hang out there often all the time. So we hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to the show tonight. If you want to, stay tuned. And you will probably see posted shortly also a podcast for the Fantasy Premier League Outsider, a little fun side project that we have going on this season. So without that being said, good luck.